3: Uh, we are off and running in today's edition of Football Full Circle right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius Channel 159, Joe Lisi and George Kurtz talking all things NFL and college for the next hour. A lot of news and notes to get into. Kevin Colbert, the GM for the Pittsburgh Steelers, gave a vote of confidence to Mason Rudolph. This coming season said he has the potential To lead this team into 2022 you know what that means most likely the Steelers will be in the market for a starting quarterback in the NFL draft but the news of the day George it started in Green Bay late night Aaron Rodgers maybe he was drunk maybe he was buzzed I don't know but he was loving everybody including his ex-fiance that he recently broke up with I don't know but is is Green Bay still worth the 13 to 1 shot right here on FanDuel
4: as a Super Bowl favorite Favorite. He had to be drinking last night, right? Had to be. Uh, whether it was the wine or a little, uh, little liquor there, but he had to be, at the very least, buzzed to send out that. But isn't it also I Aaron mean, Rodgers, joke? because I mean, all the things he said that like, were the 10 Instagram posts or whatever it was, not once did he use the word retire, right? He didn't use the word. It's almost like the vaccination stuff. You know, I said, no, I never said I was vaccinated. You know, same thing here. I never said I retired. Like, he's covering himself. something like, this is carefully crafted. But what's the point of this? What was the point of that whole statement if you're not retiring? I guess it was just weird uh, with Dan Rodgers. He is a narcissist. This is a guy who likes attention. I think he just does this on purpose to get a rise out of everybody. It's frustrating. It's annoying. Uh, I guess it could also be read as a goodbye to Green Bay that he is planning on leaving. You know, I guess you could read it that way, too. But I don't know why you say goodbye to the ex-fiancé. And by the way, how many ex-fiancé's does this guy have? All right, I mean, this guy has dated more people than Jennifer Lopez for crying out loud. He can't (laughs) make it work. Almost as uh, much as you,
3: Georgie boy, huh? A little lover there (laughs) in you, huh? Out there in Long Island. I'll 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 tell you this. 21 years married in about two weeks. (laughs) He was he was not only thanking his ex fiance right. I love you. Thanks for always having my back. I love you. Right. He loves the Friday Night Crew, included Randall Cobb that he recently brought into the locker room last year, a team type of player. And then how about the backup quarterbacks, Kurt Bankert, Jordan Love. I love you guys. Thanks for breaking down you know film and getting me prepared each and every Sunday. I mean. He's really sending out a lot of kisses to everyone. It really does seem like maybe he potentially is moving on from Green Bay, or do you think you said narcissist, but is he just a smart dude to maybe force Green Bay's hand to ante up and, and really see how much they want him in Green Bay under center this year?
4: That's also fair, because that also be part of this. Once again, oh, and I, I want to leave, guys. I'm done. Oh, you want to pay me $50 million a year? Oh, okay. You know, does he want to wind and dine, that sort of thing? You know, oh, we love you. Please don't leave, Aaron. You know, we, we need you. You'll be the best here. I don't know all the crap. Uh, he, he seems to need this. Maybe he needs, needs it more than the money. Well, he just needs to feel love. I mean, real, real love. This is this is a weird dude. The bottom line, he's a weird, weird dude. He's not a, your normal guy here. Uh, I see, And when you first look at it, and I first thought was, oh, retirement. But then you could certainly just be, uh, I'm leaving Green Bay. Or it could certainly be, hey, make me stay. Here. You know, I, I make me stay. You know, once again, wine and dine me, love me, pay me. You know, I want all the fringe benefits I could possibly get, or else oh, I'll retire, I'll leave, I'll go do Jeopardy. Whatever he wants to do here, yeah, I'll go date somebody else. So uh, it's anno- and it's just annoying more than anything else.
3: Let me ask you this, George. 13-1 uh, to 1 right now, like I mentioned not on FanDuel, that's to win the Super Bowl. If he's out at Green Bay, you figure they're a 30-1 to 1 shot at least with Jordan Love? assuming they don't get any other quarterback. Jordan Love's team in 2022, no Aaron Rodgers, and we'll put Devontae Adams there. We'll give him the piece of, of the puzzle there. You say there's still a 30-to-1 shot with Jordan Love at the helm as opposed to Rodgers, or are you giving them better odds than that?
4: My first thought was just transpose the numbers 31-to-1. Nah, That'll be my first thought there. So I think a 30-1 is fair, assuming you're right. And I think you're right about Devontae. I think he's, they'll franchise him at the very least. They're not letting him go away. Still got a very strong running game. I mean, you <laughs> make it argument. I know Love looked bad last year when Aaron Rodgers was out. I know that. But, uh, you know, if you can make some incremental improvements here, the only team that's certainly better than them in the division would be Minnesota. I'd probably put Minnesota over, over them. But I think they're still better than Chicago and Detroit, assuming Love can do something. Yeah, so uh, do, would they make, the, I don't even know if they make the playoffs with that. The NFC is weak. Hell, the NFC South is a joke right now And you think about all the quarterbacks there. They don't have any. But you still got to worry about all those teams out west that are going to make the playoffs. Uh, Dallas and Philadelphia could still do some damage there as far as the playoffs, getting in the playoffs. They'll do no damage in the playoffs. Uh, so I, I don't know if they make the playoffs at love. It's a good team, but without Rodgers, they're not a Super Bowl contender.
3: Yeah, well, FanDuel seems to believe that Rodgers will be there because even though he puts out those cryptic tweets, late last night green bay still a six to one shot to to hoist the hardware right behind defending super bowl champs los angeles sean McVay and matt stafford they're the front runners at plus 450 in the nfc followed by green bay at six to one dallas at six to one you have san francisco at plus 650 and arizona at 12 to one you mentioned minnesota where right now they're sitting pretty, but they're 16 to 1 right now, George, to win the NFC East. If Rodgers isn't there, you think they catapult up to like a 10 to 1 shot potentially?
4: I mean, to win the Super Bowl, no. I mean, I think they could certainly Conference. win the North. They'd be my favorite to win the North, assuming that Rodgers is gone. But to actually win the NFC, shot, there's no great teams, but I would, I still wouldn't take that on Minnesota, now. Yeah, we'll see. We're
3: just getting started. When George and I return, we'll break down the situation in Pittsburgh. Also, look and talk about some USFL draft coming up next right here on The Grid
1: 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply.
0: We're listening to
3: Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Back on Football Full Circle Joe Lisi, George Kurtz breaking down the Aaron Rodgers situation, cryptic tweets. Will he stay or will he go? It's almost like a love story on uh, Netflix there. The Aaron Rodgers saga lives on in the offseason, George. Let's bring in our great producer, Andrew Torres. We, we had Andrew talking about the USFL last night and yesterday. I'm gonna go get his take about Aaron Rodgers. If you had a bet right now, Andrew, are you putting your chips in that Rodgers is under center in Lambeau Field next year? You think he's wearing possibly a Denver Broncos uniform?
6: I, I've listened to you guys talk about this subject pretty much this entire football season because of the whole dramatic thing. He didn't show up to training camp, and you know everybody was talking about how he was going to leave, and he wasn't happy and everything. But honestly, I don't think he's really going to go anywhere. And the reason I say that is because... You guys have mentioned before, like, if he goes somewhere else, like, what is he going to have? And, you know, who, who, what kind of offensive weapons does he have to be able to distribute and throw the ball around to? And, you know, for, what, for the most part, what he has in Green Bay, at least in the NFC, is pretty much what it is. And, you know, to be honest, you know, do they have a lot of stuff with the money to figure out? Yes, they do. But these guys, the general managers and everybody in the NFL are professionals and if anybody can figure it out, it's them, but honestly, I don't see him going anywhere else, I did think about, you know, could he potentially go to Denver or somewhere else, but you really got to think about what kind of a trade that would look like, and, you know, at Rogers, you know, he is the MVP, reigning MVP, and, you know, but the thing to think about, too, is he's 38 years old, and, you know, you really got to kind of think about at least and kind of question you know with all his off field antics and everything like that do other teams really want to kind of burden themselves with that
3: it's a tough good question point. No, tough question good point great great insight for Andrew in terms of whether Rogers will be there uh, next year or not I think he's using it as almost like a pawn right he knows he's got Green Bay potentially right where he wanted him, George and he puts out a cryptic tweet and he has people buzzing about Aaron Rodgers. So maybe he is a narcissist, narcissist. in that regard, right? He needs he needs the attention. I can't yes. blame him. He,
4: right? He does. He he's does a narcissist. A he wants the attention cuz what and everybody's talking about. It. We're talking every everybody in their mothers talking about this now. Right. probably the top story on every show. Aaron Rodgers, oh, he might retire. Oh, he might leave Denver. He, more, going he might to go Jeopardy. to Denver. He might leave Green did a Bay. He Yeah, he's going to go to Jeopardy. You know, what is, what is what is narcissism? Aaron Rodgers right now. That's the answer on Jeopardy, by the way. I don't know. I
3: tell you what, George. You know, it, it just shows, right? Jeopardy, if I had my pick, I'd go straight to the family feud with uh, Richard Dawson, your guy. <laughs> top five answers on the board. We surveyed 100 people, right? Survey says. There you go. Your guy. Well, let me ask you this. I'll tell you, uh, there's no narcissistic qualities with Mason Rudolph. We know that. He needs all the help he can get. <laughs> For Kevin Colbert to give him that vote of confidence, I hate to tell him, he's chopped. Uh, you know, he's dead man walking on the plank right now. It's either Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, or another quarterback that maybe Pittsburgh holds very high in terms of this year's draft. Maybe it's Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral. But I mean, that is like the worst thing that we're we're still technically in February, and and Colbert saying, yeah, it's Mason Rudolph's team right now. Yeah, don't worry, we have no concerns. Keep walking, keep walking a little bit further, Mason. About a hundred feet into you, about fifty feet under the water right now. There's no way he's gonna start for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, is he?
4: Well, first off, they have to say everything they've said. He's the only quarterback under contract with Pittsburgh. Yeah, right now, the season started today. He would be the quarterback. Absolutely. They don't have anybody else.
3: What does he do? uh, You think he goes home and, and like, actually dreaming that he's going to be in Heinz Field against uh, Cleveland, like, you know, week number three, and
4: and this is his team? I'm sure, like, all these other guys, he's thinking, I need a chance. I need a shot. You know, and maybe – True to he'll probably get that shot. I think the Pittsburgh's going to draft a rookie. You know, I think they'll get one of the guys uh, that'll falter. Maybe they have to trade up a couple of spots to get one, and maybe that guy's not ready for week one. You know, maybe he's uh, going to start week four, week eight, whatever it might be. So I could see Mason getting a shot. I'm sure that's what he's hoping for. I need my shot. Need my shot. Got a strong running game, right? We got a strong running game with uh, Najee Harris. Uh, receivers, you know, Johnson, Claypool. Okay, we're there. Uh, Smith, Houston, McLeod also are uh, free agents. Uh, Fryemuth got a good thing, you know. I I think that's what he's thinking. I need a shot. I think it's what, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. And I know we make no. fun of these guys, but if he did, if he wasn't thinking that, I'd be even more concerned. If he's thinking, oh, cut, I suck, and I shouldn't be here, that's not good. So I think he thinks he's got a shot. In reality, though, if they think he's taking him anywhere, they're out of their freaking mind. I mean, he, at best, he's a backup. That's at best, he's I don't even think he's a good backup, by the way. You know, so no, they have to they either go with free agency. I guess a trade could happen, or I don't think it will, or they're drafting somebody.
3: Okay, so think of this. Right now, to win the AFC, Pitt is right behind Las Vegas as a 33-1 to shot on FanDuel. That's already with Mason Rudolph baked in, okay? So if they get another quarterback uh, outside of a Teddy Bridgewater type, they'll probably be in the area of about 18 19 to one I would say. I would put them... I mean, Miami is amazing to me. They're twenty to one. Mac Jones and and New England are sixteen to one. You can't put them ahead of Tennessee. You can't put them ahead of, of Cleveland and Indy, can you? I mean, I mean, depending upon who they get, if they get Aaron Rodgers, yes, then they go to eight to one or six to one in that type of situation. But outside of Aaron Rodgers, if they get let's say Mitch Trubisky, who I know Scott Wetzel's very high on. Do they go from thirty-three to one in your opinion, all of a sudden, to with that defense to like right behind Baltimore, who's a ten-to-one shot to win the AFC? I don't see that.
4: With all due respect to Andrew, who's our producer, and Mike Blewitt, Scotty Farrell, Fasano, Pittsburgh's not a quarterback away. All right, they have other issues here. All right, both lines are not very good. They're not terrible, but they're not very good. They need help there. Half their secondary is also free agent, but that's going to be uh, fixed. I think they have about $30 million in cap room, so some of this will certainly be fixed. But if, you, if you bring in a high-priced quarterback, well, then that's pretty much going to eat a lot of that. So as they have all sorts of issues here. No. If they have 30 – remember, Pittsburgh is one of those popular teams, like the Cowboys are, you know, uh, Packers, Patriots, you know, a, a couple of teams. So their odds are always skewered because of all the fans there. I think they should be worse than 33-1. to 1. I think it's probably close to 45, 48 to one, 50 to one, uh, as far as that's concerned. And maybe when they get a quarterback, they could come down to 33, 30 to one. Yeah, that division is rough. Baltimore's a better team. Cleveland, I know they have all sorts of issues, but it's a better team. They have quarterback problems as well. But Mayfield can't possibly be as bad as he was last year, right? And Cincinnati, I mean, we all think the arrows is pointing up there, all right? We know you got Burrow. We know you got the receivers. Defense certainly over, you know, probably overperformed a little bit, but you. Fix that offensive line, and here we go. You, know, you can make a very strong argument that Pittsburgh's much closer to last of the division than to first, and that's the argument I, I would take.
3: I totally agree with you. I said that their defense, in my opinion, regressed. Love Minka Fitzpatrick. I love Watt. Hayward, too, but they're getting old. And you look at some of the teams that they gave up a chunk of yards to. 41 to Joe Burrow. They gave up uh, 41 to Justin Herbert. They gave up a ton of yards uh, at the end of the year to Pat Mahomes in both of those games. So, at the end of the day, I agree with you, but you're a well-liked guy on the show. People love you. Gentleman George Kurtz. So, let me just put it into perspective now, because they're going to heat your guts in a couple of minutes you're saying that pittsburgh okay at 33 to 1 should be more like 50 to 1 the only teams on the board basically at 50 to 1 are the jacksonville jaguars with doug peterson a first year head coach and a second year quarterback in trevor lawrence and the new york jets with zach wilson that storied franchise led by mike tomlin is garbage is what george kurtz is saying am i
4: am i grabbing that correctly georgie boy I would make Jets and Jacksonville much worse than 50 to 1. Uh, I just, I, I would, you know, i make it much worse than that. Uh, I love Mike Tomlin, by the way. I think he's a great coach. I would take, I would take him to the Cowboys in a heartbeat. Heartbeat. Plus, I love his press conferences, man. We'll own it. We'll own it. Oh, man. I, I love Mike Tomlin. Uh,
3: you, you, you're backtracking. Let me just say Pittsburgh 33 to 1, Jacksonville 55 to 1, and the Jets 65 to 1 to yeah, win it all in the AFC. Coming right back with some USFL talk. Keep it working.
1: 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply.
0: You're listening
3: to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Back on Pro Football Full Circle, breaking down the situation between Mike Tomlin, Mason Rudolph. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, we got Georgie Boy's take about Pittsburgh basically being the third worst team in the AFC. That's right. That's basically what George is saying right here, right now, with Mason Rudolph at the helm, thirty-three to I one. I pick ahead be of Miami, fifty to one. Okay, right in front of Jacksonville in New York, and our Jackson, great producer Houston. Andrew Torres, all right, York. happens to be a Pittsburgh fan, so we'll get his take. Miami. All right, a younger version, and just just see where you're at. How about George, fifth All right, fifth worst. Still, Pittsburgh fans want to jump down your throat. They made it to the wild card round against Kansas City. Got abused by Pat Mahomes in game number two of a rematch that transpired in Arrowhead. But Andrew, tell me me your thoughts about the Mason Rudolph situation. If he is under center week one and let's just say they don't get a quarterback or don't draft a guy, can they win with Mason Rudolph in this offense with Mike Tomlin and the crew?
6: As long as Mason Rudolph is not the centered focus of the offense, I think we'll be competitive. And we saw a little bit of what Najee Harris can do last year. I thought he had a really good rookie season. Um... But, you know, basically last year, unfortunately, I have to say this as a diehard Steelers fan, it, it's tough to say and tough to think about. But last year, we basically really didn't have a quarterback just because Ben Roethlisberger's arm was not, you know, since the surgery or the, the injury he had in his throwing elbow a couple years ago, he really hasn't, you know, he wasn't the Hall of Fame quarterback anymore. And, you know, it's as tough as that is to say, that's the reality of it. And it's interesting because it'll be the first time since Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year that the Steelers really haven't had you know, that dynamic franchise caliber quarterback that we didn't have before him. And, you know, s- since then, I mean, it, it, we re- we basically kind of lucked in or lucked out on him in the, in the, in the draft. He was a first-round draft pick, but we really didn't know what we were getting out of him or what we were going to get. But we got two Super Bowls and another Super Bowl appearance. But, you know, if Mason Rudolph is the guy who's going to be behind center, Najee Harris in the running game, and uh, I don't see him... Mason Rudolph, I'm talking about, really being the guy. Because when ben, when Big Ben was hurt a couple of years ago, you saw what Mason Rudolph was doing as the starting quarterback, and you really didn't see that much. You know, obviously, now going forward, uh, him kind of imagining himself and us seeing him, you know, potentially actually being the starting quarterback, things may change. But until you really see something different, I don't expect much from him. So that's why I'm talking about the running game and other aspects of the offense really have to be at the forefront.
3: So, basically, Andrew's saying Mason Rudolph sucks. He doesn't see them taking the next step. Uh, I, okay, and all right. I'm trying, trying to be as positive can. as I can be, you know? <laughs> you know? Well, let's call it uh, for what it is. I agree. I will say this. I will say this. I think Mason Rudolph is, can lead a team as long as the play, the pieces are around him. He's got complimentary wide receivers. Now, I don't think they're going to yeah. be uh, 12 and 5. But I no. think he listen. People forget that he played well against Cleveland last year. He did in the regular season finale in the Dog Pound. They were in that ball game from start to finish, right, George and Andrew? Tell me if I'm wrong. Lost that ball game. They by do two not
4: points. make the playoffs if Mason Rudolph is starting double digit games. No way in hell. No way in hell. They won't get out of that division alive. No. I agree no. Not that. buying this. Sorry, there's other problems besides the quarterback as well. It's just it's not. No,
3: it's the defense for me. Tell me if I'm wrong, D- Andrew. You feel confident in the defense the way they played last year? Do you feel like Scott Wetzel and, and some of the other Steeler fans that it was a product of the inconsistency of Ben Roethlisberger
6: in the offense? I think T.J. Watt getting 22 and a half sacks last year really overshadowed a lot of the stuff that's wrong with the Steelers defense. Um, because people were talking about, oh, you know, he's, he's the defensive player of the year, signed the big contract and everything like that, and he backed it up. But I think the secondary has been an issue for the Steelers for the last number of years. And you guys talked about, you know, a lot of them are going to be free agents, and they're going to have to work out who they're going to be bringing back, what what holes are they going to have to plug in and stuff. It's, it's, it's just a lot... That has to go right for Pittsburgh this year. And, you know, you George, you talked about, are they going to draft a quarterback? You know, is that going to be a good fit? And, you know, I, like you had talked about, I don't think the Steelers are going to go very far. You know, even if they make the playoffs, it's a wild card round. You know, that could be a potential exit like just this past year. So it, 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 a lot of things have to fall into the right place for the Steelers to even make the playoffs. So I, I I would tend to agree with George on this. But the defense does seem to have its issues outside of T.J. Watt, of course.
3: Well, if uh, Mason Rudolph doesn't pan out this year, and let's just say uh, Kenny Pickett or another young quarterback comes in and leads this team at the end of the season, Mason Rudolph could always potentially jump to the USFL, which actually has their <laughs> inaugural draft tonight. Can you smell it, George? Seven to ten tonight, okay? It's not even going to be broadcast. It's going to be on the fly. We've got to go out on Twitter and find out who the players are going to be selected. Okay, there's 12 rounds tonight, which is very exciting. I'm all amped up for this USFL draft because we don't know the potential players that are involved. There's like a, a pool of about 400, 500 players that have signed deals. Quarterbacks are going first. Now, at 7 to 10 tonight, before I go on air, later tonight with Mike Carver, i got to be honest with you, this intrigues me. I can't wait to see who the number one selection is in this year's USFL draft, I believe the Michigan Panthers are on the board. Maybe they'll even select Jim Harbaugh. You never know. Jimmy Harbaugh back. Maybe we will throw on the pads and lead the, the Michigan Panthers in Birmingham.
4: Uh, I'm, are you a little surprised that no network would pick this up? I mean, this is, this is a little shocking to me that nobody – you can't find I – mean, with all football love, you couldn't find anyone to show this. Uh, I find this a little strange here. You're right about the Panthers having the first pick. Uh, Panthers bandits, stars, generals, gamblers, stallions, Maulers, uh, breakers, and if you want the other two teams, I'd have to look up further yet. But that's your uh, your draft tonight as far as who's going when. Uh, the teams concerned. I'm curious. I think uh, I don't think I doubt it'll. <clears throat> I'll actually be on air during it as well. I think I'm on in-game live <laughs> uh, during it, so I won't be able to uh, completely pay attention to it. And then I, I think I have a baseball mock draft I have to do as well. Uh, yes, we're still doing baseball mocks even though these two sides can't get their collective heads out of their collective arses. Uh, frustration really abounds here. But I'm curious, I am curious to see how it's going to work. Um, I'm probably more curious to see, uh, are we going to get much coverage of it? You know what I mean? I mean, are we going to see uh, some stuff in training camp? Is going to be old Twitter? You know, and I'm not really going to be able to see anything. I hope we get uh, some coverage as far as some reporters going out there, some video and stuff like that. Uh, Because it'll come along just at the time where football is starting to miss football. It's only been 10 days since the Super Bowl. So, yeah, a little break is all right. But then we're going to want to see some again. So I'm looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, I am too. Now, I mean, I'm sure once the, the rosters are announced or the players drafted, we might have a little more media hype. It's almost like a WWE. You would have expected this maybe from the XFL, Right where it's like under the, it's it's the big reveal, right? Come and tune in to, to the USFL draft. We got quarterbacks on the board first. Is it Johnny Manziel, as they used to say back in Stadegine when he was roaming the, the field back in Kyle Field in College Station with Kevin Sumlin at the helm? Or maybe it's another big-name quarterback. Could it be like... Scott Wetzel said, "Tom Brady, waltzing out there." Hey, Brady didn't say he <laughs> oh, was God. retiring either in his in his uh, little uh, his little post on Instagram and, and Twitter, George. Just saying, if we're trying to call apples to apples, Rogers didn't say it. Brady never mentioned retirement either. Uh,
4: it's listen, Tom Brady. You know, I know the jokes. Other Peyton Manning, you know, Brett Favre. None of these guys are playing in this league ever. All right, it's not happening. You have a better chance of owning a team than playing for one. So no, Brady's not playing here. Uh, I understand Scott Wetzel's thinking. Yeah, sure, you can pay this guy a ton of money; It'd be great for the league. Of course, he'd bring a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of publicity if it did happen. But it, it's not. No way in hell. I said Brady would just go to the 49ers, This has been rumored, uh, rumored around the past, 12, what, 12, 24 hours. Uh, once again, that's a rumor by an hour, a writer. Really, nothing. I don't think there's anything to it, substance-wise. But uh, uh, he did grow up a. Uh, a 49ers fan, although his father, when Brady was uh, drafted by the Patriots, uh, said that he uh, automatically canceled his 49 uh, ers season tickets because they didn't draft him. Remember, Brady led to a sixth round, and that uh, the he'll ne- his father said he'll never play for the 49ers. Once again, that's his father, not Brady. Who the hell knows if that's true or not? But uh, that's the rumor going around the past 12-24 uh, hours that Brady uh, could play for the 49ers this year, mainly because of what you said. He hasn't actually come out and said I retire. Yeah. Well, here's the breakdown,
3: okay, of how they're going to do it tonight. Round one is quarterbacks, all quarterbacks. So eight quarterbacks selected in the first round. Round two, edge rushers, DNs. Round three, edge rusher, DN. Round four, edge rusher, DN. Then rounds five through seven are offensive tackles. Then we have cornerbacks in eight, nine, and ten. And then we round out, excuse me, quarterbacks in 8, 9, 10, and 11. And then we round out the back of quarterbacks later tonight in round 12. So another, another eight quarterbacks. So it's a total of 16 potential former college stars, XFL has-beens, AFL rejects. Who do you think, who do you expect to see in there? Now, we heard Ryan Mallett, Johnny Manziel. We heard... Uh, uh, Garcia, who played in with the New York Marauders, I believe, in terms of the Alliance Football League, or maybe it was Birmingham, the Birmingham Stallions. But, but at the end of the day, there should be, I would say, a handful of guys that played at major colleges that maybe could give
4: this uh, this league a lift in at least year number one. Well, I kind of wonder this uh, as far as the teams, are they more interested in making money first? You know, making a name for themselves or winning. You know, because if you want to make a name for yourself, i are taking Manziel as soon as, uh, as soon as possible. Makes sense. We all know Manziel. Well, everybody knows him. But you're looking at a winning first. He may not be the best choice. So I kind of wonder how they're going to balance those two. I tell you what, I'm all about the merch for the
3: USFL. Give me a Philly Stars jersey. Give me some of the other. Breakers. When we come back, we'll break down the NFL draft coming up next.
1: 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
0: You're listening to football full
3: circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Continuing the conversation, we were talking a little bit about the USFL, now talking about the NFL draft coming up in late April This year, Combine on Tap, George and I were breaking it down early yesterday about the bubble, agents holding players out. All of a sudden, late last night while I'm on air, the agents won, George. The NFL came down and said they're going to allow these college kids to be with their agents, nutritionists, doctors. They could do whatever they want. There is no status
4: quo with the bubble in Indy. What do you think about that? Yeah, you, you know, you don't see the NFL back down all that much. So good for them that they were able to get them to do that. I think part of this, Joe, is because, I and I had forgotten until I uh, heard about it, that this is a nighttime thing now, right? They're going to televise this. So I think that's a big part of it, too. They want to make this a huge event. So these players have to, and once, once again, I think the agents knew this as well, by the way, that they once again, they had the leverage. You want to make this a huge event here? We're going to get what we want here. You're not going to tell us, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that played a big part in it. The NFL didn't want to be at the negative publicity of all well, this going on. Right. Yeah, 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 all right, fine. We'll do it. So good for, uh, good all around. It'll well, make for uh, better well, TV. let me it. ask it'll you this, living, be- but it'll still because I didn't TV.
3: see this, George. They always uh, – uh, um, televised it on nfl network now usually typically it starts on a thursday it goes straight maybe through the weekend they have the quarterbacks they have the running backs all the skill guys usually go before the weekend and then and then the big boys you know uh the big guys the big uglies as they say usually go on the weekends so are they doing this more in terms of like the nfl draft with it being held by either ESPN or, or a major network in terms of prime time, where NFL Network is still carrying it, it's just going to be at a later time as opposed to in, in the middle of the day, like
4: 12 to 1 o'clock in the afternoon? They can't do it all at night. You know, I guess they can do part of the, uh, the parts that people want to see, you know, the actual athletic activities, but they can't do it all at night. Uh, looking at, it's going to start, uh, what, Monday is when it really starts, but that's just registration. There is a thing I'm looking at here about what uh, what's going to happen each day. And it runs through March 7th, which is the Monday after. So, like I said, uh, the Tuesday is uh, general medicals, no one's going to care about watching that. You know, then Mar- then uh, Wednesday, media interviews, that could be uh, carried, certainly. But once again, general medical exams, more pre-reg for different uh, positions here. So it's really Thursday again is when they're going to start doing on-field stuff, bench press on-field workouts. You can see it listed here. So I think that that's when their intelligence is really going to take on. I assumed it was the NFL Network, because they've always done it. I, If ESPN's covering it as far as the actual event and not just reporting from it, you would think we would have seen a thousand promos, right? And I watch yeah. way too much ESPN. So my guess is it's still NFL Network, but I can't tell you for sure. Well, let me ask you this. Let's look at the top two teams, right? Jacksonville
3: and Detroit. And I've heard some of the mock... Uh, Experts come out and say that, you know, with Doug Peterson, uh, they want to protect Trevor Lawrence and they want to give Lawrence, you know, as much time as possible. I, I have to be honest, watching Trevor Lawrence last year in the games that I watched, it wasn't because he wasn't protected. It's that he didn't know where he was going with the football. I mean, yes, you could always solidify the offensive line. That's always the safe way to go. But it wasn't due to that he was like being hit multiple times, like some of these other quarterbacks, like Derek Carr was uh, a few years ago with the Raiders, and and just being you know absolutely mugged back there. He did not know where to go with the football in terms of the reads and progressions, and a lot of the throws were checkdowns. Now. I did bring up a potential way to go. And we don't have to go into specific players. But, you know, Jordan Davis is a, is a nose tackle for the Georgia Bulldogs. He's 6'6", 340. And people say, well, you have to go offensive line with the top five pick. Okay. Okay. But if you could have to shut down Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry in the division, it might not be so bad going D-tackle, especially when you have a guy, 6'6", 340. I mean, based off of what you saw last year from Jacksonville, do you think they go offensive line or do you think they go maybe even a skill player to help out Trevor Lawrence because they added ETN last year, but he couldn't make it through uh, preseason?
4: Uh, it's, it's a rough question because both are, I think, both are legitimate. Uh, they have holes all over the place. I think they should just take best player available, period. Yeah, if it's the offensive lineman, Evan Neal, the tackle out of Alabama. Fine, then take him. And that, that would help Trevor Lawrence, right? It's not a skill position, but it helps Trevor Lawrence. If you want to go Aiden Hutchinson, which I probably lean that way because I want the guy to get after the quarterback, that can affect so many things. The other team doesn't have time to throw, then you'll get the ball back. More. You'll have more chances on offense here. That's how I would lean here. So I'm taking Hutchinson, but like I said if they if their grading system comes out that Evan Neal is your number one, fine. I'm not gonna argue that. It does make sense. I kind of feel bad for Jacksonville because if this is a stronger quarterback class, they could trade. You know, you could trade down a little bit and get two, three other picks, which is really what this team needs. They need more and more picks. Uh, as far as Trevor Lawrence is concerned, I mean. I know people, I don't know if this is a joke. We do we just forget about last year because there's Urban Meyer and the mess that he was in his offensive system, and you start from scratch here, it's something that uh, you know, is gonna have to figure out. You know, do we just scratch it? just tell him forget about it? Don't, don't even don't even remember anything you learned from Nick uh, from last year. We're gonna start from scratch here because that was bad. And Trevor Lawrence did not look good. So a lot of a lot of work to be Jacksonville. But Joe, once again, to answer your question, personally, I'm taking Hutchinson, the defensive end right, out of Michigan. So- but uh, BPA is fine with me as well.
3: Okay, so you go, you're going defense first to to really, you know, shut down those offenses within the conference. Even Eden Hutchinson, even though he struggled against Georgia, one of the top defensive ends at the end of last year, set a school record in Ann Arbor with 13 total sacks for the Michigan Wolverines. So let's look at Dan Campbell and the uh, Detroit Lions. Playing much better down the stretch in the second half of the year. Jared Goff, okay. He played okay. Is he going to be the quarterback of the future? Now, you can make the same argument, let's just say, with Jared Goff, potentially with Trevor Lawrence. I know a veteran Super Bowl starting quarterback versus a rookie, but at the end of the day, I mean, Jared Goff was being hit multiple times, has no offensive weapons, in my opinion, outside of TJ Hawkinson, his big play tight end. Do they go wide receiver? Do they draft out? How do you see Detroit attacking it, or do you say we're sitting in the second overall all selection here? We roll the dice and we get the quarterback for the future that can learn behind Jared Goff. There's no rush to really start this
4: guy. I think they're trading down because I do, do think they like to get the quarterback, but I don't think they're not taking the quarterback at two. And if I'm right, and once again this is a lot of ifs here, but let's say let's just say from my point of view that Hutchinson does go one. You know, the next guy on most people's boards is that offensive tackle. Do they want to go offensive tackle back to back? You know, you took Sewell last year. Listen, I like Sewell. Sewell's going to be great. You know, but do you want to do that back to back? I don't know if they do. You're 100% correct. They have no weapons. This is is not a knock on the guy. Hawkinson's good. All right. And St. Brown was good last year. You know, they had a couple of guys come, come out of nowhere that we didn't see that played well, but there's really not a lot there. There's no number one there. But. I mean Joe, you're you're much more in no college butt than I do. Is there a wide receiver really? You're gonna take a two? That's why I think you trade yeah. down. Even if you yeah. even if you're not trading down for a quarter uh, quarterback, I don't mind trading down for a wide receiver either. You know, if you want Drake London. You know, maybe at the bottom of the top ten. Yeah, it's not a bad you know, pick. Sort of Drake London, not
3: a bad pick, Georgie. You surprised me. I thought you were going to go with Traylon Burks, who who is a big body wide receiver. And we talked about Jamison uh, Williams yesterday in terms of the burner, burner out of Alabama that's coming off the ACL. It's not as deep of a wide receiver class as we had last year. When you talk about Smith, Chase, Waddle, I mean those guys were were just in my opinion head and shoulders where this class is right here right now, but you know, you never know. You know, Olave's in there, Chris, you got Garrett Wilson potentially could could surprise a lot of people from Ohio State could jump into the mix. It all depends. I mean, I mean they are bad, George. I mean, I, I mean and you know what's impressive is how they played down the stretch. There, they have stockpiled running backs, right? Even last year, they have Jamal Williams, they have DeAndre Swift. Before that, they had Kerryon Johnson, Adrian Peterson, and Swift. How many more running backs do you need in Detroit? And at the end of the day, they still couldn't run the football effectively. So, do they trade out and say, you know what? Yeah, we could get you know the guy that we want. You know, now uh, to your point yesterday, McShea had Williams. Uh, down there in the 21st slot you could trade out if, if somebody really wants to reach up in the number two hole but I don't see this as do you think they're reaching up for a quarterback I don't think they're reaching up for Kenny Pickett or or even Malik Willis I think both of those guys are projects maybe Matt Corral
4: but outside of that who are you reaching up to get outside of an interior lineman? it's a problem because this is not a strong quarterback class. As like you said, most of the quarterbacks are projects. They're not guys who are going to take over right away. And they're not guys that we even know are going to be franchise guys, right? So that, uh, that's an issue here. That's why it's, it's a rough year for Jacksonville and Detroit. And I also wonder this there's not one super stud coming out in this draft, right? Not someone that we think is a franchise changer. So let's say Jacksonville and Detroit both wanted to trade out. And I think both really should think about it. Are they going to get the offers they want? I think this could be a very boring top of the draft where, you know, you're not going to get the multiple number ones for anyone to take the number one pick or the number two pick because there is no quarterback. There is no superstar wide receiver, uh, defensive back. You know, Hutchinson uh, is probably the guy who's going to get the most pizzazz, most, uh, you know, sexy guy there because he's a defensive end. But as you mentioned, he's not, he's not the perfect guy. You know, he's not, gonna, he's not coming out like some of the other defensive ends that we've seen uh, last couple of years. I mean, guys you had to get, the Chase Youngs. You know, everybody, when their mother wanted to Chase Young, so he was going to be a, a game wrecker. Hutch is not really going to be that. It's just not a very strong top of the draft. So I think it's unfortunate for the Jaguars and Lions. I think they'll both look to more to trade down, but they're not going to get the offers they want. So they may end up just staying still because maybe say they're not going to get them whatever chart, you know, Jimmy Johnson's chart about the value of what each pick is. I don't know if they're going to get offered that.
3: Yeah, now I read this on, I, I believe it was SI.com uh, or SB Nation in regards to should they trade for a quarterback? Could they go for outside the draft, stay at number two, let's say get best available, and then potentially get a player, let's say Mitch Trubisky, to back up Jared Goff? If Goff sucks early on, do you turn to maybe uh, Trubisky catching
4: lightning in a bottle to maybe turn around the franchise? I do think someone's going to take a shot at Trubisky. I would like to see him get another shot. I think Chicago screwed him up. and I, I, I'm not saying he's the next great thing, not saying that at all, but I think he could be at the very least an average NFL quarterback. Especially if he has talent around him. They probably just have that in the Detroit either. I'm very certain sure they don't Washington? have much receiving help there. Washington, you know, Washington is probably a quarterback away from being dangerous in that division. You know, I told him once again, though I gave uh, last night sports Rage, I'm like, as a Cowboy fan, I don't, you know, I don't know where Sean show is going to end up, but I hope it's not Washington or Philadelphia for that matter. Because I don't want him in the division. Because I think they are a quarterback away. They do have Terry McLaurin. You do have Logan Thomas. The running backs, when they can stay healthy, are decent. Gibson, uh, McKissick. So this could be a dangerous team if they have a quarterback. Right now, they don't. But you put an an ace quarterback in there, that would be a problem.
3: when we're talking ace, are we talking like Rodgers, or is that just a lead all-star? You're talking ace-like. Like, like who's an ace? You, You think more like, because they went for Fitzpatrick. Obviously, it didn't work. Trubisky's mobile. He's young. Sort of like what Taylor Heineke is, but is he more athletic and does he have a stronger arm? I still think Heineke, if given time, I still think Heineke could be the guy. The problem for me, though, George, is that defense, the way they played last year, given up and early, that secondary being abused by marginal quarterbacks. I mean, let's look at it. Uh, Jameis Winston threw four touchdowns on that defense last year with marginal
4: wide receivers. That defense underperformed. I mean, I think it drastically underperformed. For whatever reason, they didn't get that. I mean, they were a lot, They had injuries as well. Maybe that was a problem. Maybe it was the, you know, the quarterback. They knew they had a lot of pressure on them. Whatever it, or whatever it is. But that, I think that defense underperformed. I think the defense will back back. But I think we have to worry about the quarterback there. We shall see what Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders do in the
3: NFL draft in late April. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Joe Lisi, George Kurtz, Andrew
2: Torres coming right back
1: 21 plus only must be president of Virginia. If you are someone, you know, has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply.
0: Took
3: football full circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Wrapping up today's show, Joe Lisi, George Kurtz talking last about the Washington commanders. Do they go with Taylor Heineke? Do they roll the dice with Mitch Trubisky? George certainly thinks that they're a player, a quarterback, Away from turning around things in down in D.C. with Ron Rivera and the crew. Uh, before we go, Andrew, any thoughts about Washington? If they got a Mitch Trubisky, could they be a potential NFC East champion or a wild card
6: contender? I think that probably wild card. I think Dallas. And, George, you can comment on Dallas, too, but uh, I think Dallas is going to be the front runners for the division again. Uh, the Eagles, not so much. The Giants, we don't really need to talk about the Giants, but um, uh, the what are they called again? The, co- the Commanders? Commanders. Is that- yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think that second place is in the division is at least what I think they're going to get, unless, you know. They go through some injury troubles and, and whatnot, but I think Dallas, number one, uh, and they, they could be a wild card team, but I don't expect much.
3: Well, I'll tell you this, George. Dallas is dead to me after that lackluster performance. <laughs> I was, going. I was They're almost on dead the, to me. To win the sword. Dead to me. Absolutely dead. If Mike McCarthy leads this team past the wild card round, I'll be completely shocked. He looked like a deer in the headlights, but. I will say this. I do feel that Dable, without Danny Dimes, can do wonders with that offense. Now, who does he get in terms of leading that offense? Is it Does he push out Danny uh, Dimes or Daniel Jones and get someone else? If he got Trubisky, put it this way, I think he could get more out of that offense than what they had over the last three years with Daniel Jones at the helm.
4: Well, we'll find out about him real quick because the Giants will have to pick up a, uh, his option, his, whatever, his uh, roster bonus. I believe shortly after the season start, the new, uh, you know, the new season starts in the early March, mid March. So we'll know if he's telling the truth about him. Uh, as a Cowboy <laughs> fan, though, I do think the Giants got the right guy. I think Davo is the right guy. I'm worried about that.
3: Uh, we'll see you tomorrow for George Kurtz, Andrew Torres, I'm Joe Lisi. We'll be breaking down the USFL draft. See you tomorrow. Enjoy the games. Donnie Wright and Kevin Walsh coming up next.